from the newsroom of South Coast Today. This is ST Speaks, a podcast diving deeper into the news of the day and covering hot button issues that matter to you. You're listening to ST Speaks. Welcome back to the Courtside with Kurt podcast alongside longtime Standard Times Courts and Cops reporter Kurt Brown. I'm digital editor Brennan Curry. Thanks for being with me as always, Kurt. Thanks for having me, Brendan. All right, so today we're going to talk about the case of Carmelo Kirkado Jr. He's a 33-year-old New Bedford man who uh, was has been arrested and charged with the murders of Stefan Baden, 27, and Fabio Tavares, 28, back on October 10th. Those were, uh, at the time, the 7th and 8th murders of the year in New Bedford. And he was recently arrested in Concord, North Carolina, and uh, waived extradition rendition and was brought back to Massachusetts. And uh, so that's kind of where you pick up the story here, Kurt. It's true. Uh, I mean, it was a surprise when we learned um, the other week that uh, he had been picked up in North Carolina. Uh, We had checked it with the DA's office, and they were fairly confident, big uh, stretch on the word fairly, that uh, we would not be seeing him up here until sometime after the first of the year. So it was a surprise to us on Friday when the uh, DA's office notified us that, ooh, he had waived rendition and uh, is back in Massachusetts. So you uh, attended his uh, arraignment. On, I did. That was yesterday, Tuesday, yep. uh, which is December twenty-sixth, the day after Christmas. That's right. And uh, several uh, new, several pieces of new information came out during that. It, um, yes, uh, several um, striking and uh, disturbing details. Uh, one is that the uh, two victims, um, Stefan Baden and Fabio Tavares, uh, were shot. Uh, execution style according to the DA's office their words not our words they were shot five times they were shot in the back of the head and in the back um uh Baden and Tavares were in the front seat of a vehicle and uh the DA the prosecutors alleged that uh Kirkado uh, was in the uh, rear passenger seat. Uh, he fired a total of 10 shots, um, five um, at each of the victims, uh, ballistics at the scene. Uh, they recovered 10 40 caliber uh, shell casings. All right, so, uh, yeah, definitely uh, quite the violent... Uh, incident, uh, according to prosecutors. Now, this uh, he's now being held without bail. He is being held without bail, yes. And they also had uh, mentioned that there was a possible motive. Mm-hmm. They're not positive on it, but there's a possible motive. Uh, yes, and uh, the DA's office had mentioned uh, that he is a person of interest in the uh, killing on August 17th uh, outside of the Whiskey Lounge um, at the corner of Acushionet Avenue and Tinkham Street. That was in the early morning hours of uh, August 17th, I think about uh, quarter or three in the morning. There was a shot spotter activation. The the, uh, victim's uh, body was found lying in the street. Um, So... Uh, that murder remains unsolved, uh, but uh, for 
in the to establish probable cause, the DA's office mentioned that Kirkado uh, was and still is a uh, person of interest in that case. So now. So we so to tie the two together, uh, Kirkado is a person of interest in the uh, slaying of Marcus A. Roberts, which happened back in August. That was the fourth homicide of the year. Now, uh, Stefan Baden had posted on social media a video where he called Roberts a friend and a mentor to him and that he uh, vowed retribution for his murder. So prosecutors are at least putting forward the possibility of a motive that Kirkado kind of wanted to get in front of this and prevent the retribution uh, by killing the people who were going to seek revenge for the murder by yeah so more murder somehow it's a convoluted thought process i guess it, it is and uh all the da's office would say on tuesday that this is a quote-unquote possible murder now possible motive possible yeah. motive correct uh now we're hindered um to uh uh, to some extent, because the court documents in this case have been sealed. Uh, normally, after an arraignment, uh, we will be able to read um, a lot about the logic and the reasoning uh, behind police and prosecutors' decision to bring charges. In this case, we can't. Is there a reason why they're sealed? Have we been told anything? Uh, no, the DA's office requested that they be impounded until February 23rd, which is the next court date for uh, Mr. Kirkato, and uh, the judge, a former prosecutor, granted their mm-hmm. request. Now, another connection between uh, the two different uh, incidents uh, is that the one uh, uh, Mr. Roberts was murdered outside of the Whiskey Lounge. That's correct. And on the night that Baden and Tavares were killed, they met Kirkado at the Whiskey Lounge, and there is some surveillance of them being there together. So it's, it's known that they were all there at the Whiskey Lounge. It is. Um, they, they arrived, I think, between 11 and midnight on October 9th, and then they were seen leaving together at one o seven in the early morning hours of October 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they travel north on Kushnet Ave and mm-hmm. then west on Central Ave, and that's where prosecutors allege mm-hmm. that Kirkado from the backseat shot both of them in the head. And then I believe the car ended up just kind of rolling into another car. There was an accident. It was a low-speed crash, according to the prosecutor. Low speed was his uh, words. And one little interesting tidbit was that uh, the neighbors did not hear gunshots or the crash. Or the neighbors were kind of surprised by this. Mm. And um, he said, said it was unusual for that neighborhood as well. Mm. Perhaps. I don't know. Uh, again, I would have liked to see in the court documents, but they have been impounded. Yes. Now, um, so he is uh, being held without bail. And as you said, his next uh, hearing is going to be February 23rd. Mm-hmm. What do we expect uh, could or would happen on that date? Well, um, this is murder. Is a, it's a capital crime. And uh, all arraignments start unless there is an indictment in district court. So district court only has jurisdiction on two and, to impose a sentence of two and a half years. So this will most likely, uh, Mr. Corcado will be indicted by a Bristol County grand jury, and the case will be transferred to Superior Court. The criminal session is held in Fall River at the Fall River Justice Center. So that is where this case will play out. And he's been charged with two counts of murder, murder. carrying a legal firearm, carrying a loaded legal firearm, Mm -hmm. and discharging a firearm within 500 feet of a building. Um, And then he also has a drug trafficking charge, which is a little bit separate, I guess, or... 
uh, is it all tied in together? It's all tied in together. Um, the police, I'm sorry, not the police. The DA's office was a little vague on this. They said that uh, apparently they suspected Kirkado, uh was a suspect in this case all along. Um, later on October 10th, the same date as the um, double homicide, they went to his apartment um, they did not find him there. However, they found a significant amount of drug, drugs. Um, I use the word significant because prosecutors have brought a trafficking charge against them. Trafficking means a substantial weight. Uh, the prosecutor that I spoke to yesterday uh, did not uh, mention the weight, and he wasn't certain of the drug that was seized. Um, so there'll certainly be lots more information will be coming out about this case, uh, hopefully on that February 23rd date, uh, when we can uh, see some of those documents. That's right. And then uh, Mr. Kirkado has a uh, pending case in New Bedford District Court for possession of cocaine, leaving the scene of an accident, and the bail was revoked on that. So he, he is uh, That's a in, separate case. In, yep, and he is definitely in jail at least until the 23rd, if not longer. Uh, yes. All right. So hopefully uh, got a uh, possibly dangerous man off the streets at least for a little while. Uh, yes. He, uh, he's been charged with uh, two uh, um, homicides, and he is a person of interest um, in a third one. And, of course, a uh, great job by uh, lo- both local uh, law Extremely. enforcement and U.S. Marshal Service and mm-hmm. uh, the folks out in North Carolina. Uh, I think it's a joint fugitive task force down there. So mm-hmm. uh, good work uh, with the collaboration between the different agencies and uh, capturing him and then getting him back as quickly as they did. Yes, DA uh, Tom Quinn uh, was uh, commended everybody involved in this case for uh, <clears throat> bringing about uh, the arrest of a very uh, what, he, what he called a very violent and dangerous person. Well, we will certainly be uh, following along with this case. I'm sure you'll be there on February 23rd and any other hearings. And uh, if we can get any information in the meantime, we'll be uh, seeking it out. We, we, we will be sharing it uh, both in the Standard Times on southcoasttoday.com and probably in one of our podcasts. All right. And as always, you can listen to these podcasts on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni. And uh, you can also listen to them on southcoasttoday.com. And you can read all of Kurt's reporting there and in the Standard Times. Thanks for being here, Kurt. Thanks, Brendan.